Happy Tuesday, everybody. We're just going to have a good old girls chat today because this is our 200th episode and I'm going to get right into it after the intro today uh, because I have a few surprises up my sleeve and then we're going to take a break for the summer after this. So I'm kind of happy, kind of sad, but your homegirl, you know, we've been doing 200 episodes straight for five years. So I'm going to take a little summer break, but don't worry, as you will hear in this episode, you'll still get some of me over the summer. So don't worry. Stay tuned. I'll see you after the intro. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraskas and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches, Ali Swanson-Mancuso and Megan Swanson-Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond, and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Okay, so I'm going to be completely honest. This episode, I have thought of about nine different ways that I could record this because it's a little bit emotional for me because it's the 200th episode and Like I said, I have a surprise for you guys. We're going to take a little summer break after this episode. I have not taken a break in five years. Literally, I have not since this podcast started. Um, And I'm really proud of our growth. So one, I'm going to try and not get emotional today because when I reflect on things and um, I think about who I was and how far we've come, it's very hard to not get emotional in the process. (laughs) So thank you for grace. Um, But also I... I really am valuing rest at a new level. You know, now that I'm married and uh, we want to have a baby here in the next year or two, your your priorities just kind of change. You know, we talked about that on last week's episode a bit. And in the same way that I encourage you guys to sprint for seasons and then also rest and how we talked about last week, how rest can be really hard. I want to practice what I preach. But as promised, I have um, a way that you guys can still listen to me over the summer, still learn from me, still get all the freebies and all the goodness. So make sure that you listen all the way till the end so I can show you guys how to do that. So today I just wanted to have a little fireside chat, a little girls chat. And I know a lot of you guys are about to compete. You've already competed. Um, Maybe you competed and you won, which is amazing. And I'd love for you to tell us. Um, So DM us on Instagram or email us you know, send a contact form on the website, whatever you need to do (laughs) to let us know of your awesome success. Maybe some of you guys competed and it didn't go as planned. Um, You know, June can be a really interesting time for a lot of people in the pageant world. I think any time that a season ends, you realize how hard you've been sprinting. And that's where it's such a beautiful kind of homage that this is the 200th episode and that we're going to take a little bit of needed R&R before um, we come back and kind of show you guys next steps of what we want to do and what we're offering and all of that. Because how many of you guys know that you can't sprint forever? You can't you can't be creative 24-7, 365. And you shouldn't expect yourself to. You need to give yourself space to be able to create, right? Creativity 
um, doesn't really work well in a stressful environment, whether that's stress financially, whether that's stress time-wise, whether that's stress in a relationship, when you have too much going on in your plate. So um, one of my goals for this year is uh, we are, you know, I was talking to Kendra yesterday, we triple analyze everything new that we bring into our business because if there's one big lesson that I want to bless you guys with out of the last eight years of running a business is that more is not always better. More, if it if it is more of the right things is better. But how many of y'all know that more friends isn't always better? You could have three quality friends that you can laugh till two in the morning with with your hair in a bun and be 100% yourself. And that is a heck of a lot more comforting and making you feel like you belong than a giant crowd of people who you think hate you, right? Or that you can't have real conversations with. So I just want to share with you guys a a few of the major life lessons that I've learned through doing this podcast, competing in two pageants, you know, two big pageants, um, coaching over 300 people, and now running seven businesses between my husband and I, getting married, doing a bunch of these different things. And actually, um, I'm having this thought as I'm speaking, but maybe it would be fun. Let me know um, on Powerhouse Pageantry or on my personal Instagram if you want to send me a message. Let me know if you guys would enjoy doing kind of an end of the season fireside chat inside of our Pageant Winter Secrets group. Let me know if that would be fun Um, because what God's been really stirring in my heart, and actually it's been confirmed by, you know how the Bible says like two or three witnesses? I've been fighting this for a really, really long time because do I need one more thing to do? No, like I said, I'm auditing and editing (laughs) my life a lot, right? Landon and I, my husband, just um, launched Christian Young Professionals, our group, which again, if you want to join online, it's less than a dollar a day to join. Um, Just message me for info about that. You can go to cypnebraska.com to sign up on the online membership. But Lord knows I don't need one more thing to do right now. But um, two or three or four actually at this point, people have come to me and said, hey, what are you doing to kind of help pageant women when they're done competing? What are you doing to help elevate them to, have you ever thought about helping them walk in their purpose, helping them make their first dollar on their own, helping them diversify with income streams? How do you help them in relationships, in their finances, in their mindset, these different things that now, you know, eight years ago or five years ago when we started this podcast, I was definitely not equipped to do. But now um, having made over a million dollars in business and I'm having, I have the best marriage in the world. I've walked through hell and come out on fire rather rather than getting burnt, even though I got burnt in the process, right? (laughs) But I came out on fire um, and just these different life experiences that when you learn how to fail quickly and you surround yourself with the right people and you submit yourself to mentorship, literally life can change and you can grow very, 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 very quickly. The faster that you fail, the more that you're able to compress time and learn lessons 10 times quicker than anybody else around you and grow 10 times quicker than anybody else around you because every time you fail, you learn something. So as you guys even compete in your pageants, maybe this week or maybe it was last week or maybe it's coming up or in the future, I really want to encourage you guys that failure is just getting results. It's data. It's collecting. It's learning how to collect yourself, learning how to believe in yourself, learning how to say, you know what? 
that failed, but I didn't fail. I am not a failure and I'm going to choose to act from a higher level, grab that higher level identity and say, I'm still going to latch on to what I believe that God made me to be, who God made me to be, what he called me to, and the purpose, call, and destiny on my life. And God, take my life and do something with it, right? And I think a lot of you guys in, in this season right now, I know the emotions that you go through. I know the emotions when Maybe you're even really, really proud of yourself. You know, one of our coaching clients just got first runner up at a huge Teen USA pageant last week on her very first try. She's never even done USA and she gets first runner up her first try. We knew she'd do well, right? And first runner up is an amazing accomplishment, right? But at the same time, there's a part of you that's like, what could I have done? Well, should I have dyed my hair blonde? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? You know, whatever, right? And that duality, uh, which go back and and watch or listen to last week's episode if you haven't already, because we talked all about kind of that double-edged sword of what your mind is doing, how it can play tricks on you, and also how you can utilize that to get out of your own head. But anyways, I just wanted to encourage you guys that if that would be helpful for you, if we created some kind of an offer that could help take you from pageant version of you to that next steps. And um, I, I would be looking to do it maybe this summer, maybe in July or maybe middle of July after the holidays through like before school. I think it'd be really cool to do some kind of a like four week cohort where we dive in in like a small group setting and you guys can ask me any question in the world about everything from your faith to your relationships to starting a business to should I compete in pageants again or hang up the crown. Um, I really just want to make myself available available for you guys in a way that um, maybe only my powerhouse club girls have kind of ever had access to me, but still obviously powerhouse club is for pageants. So if that would be something that you'd be interested in, please DM me um, and just say, hey, this is what this would mean to me. Like I would move heaven and earth to be here and we'll make it as affordable as possible. I don't care. I'll give you a a large payment plan. I just want to serve people. And um, like I said, like three or five people have come up to me and they're like, hey, could you make this? Um, I really feel like you're supposed to do this. And so I'm just trying to be obedient to what God's called me to. Okay. So with that being said, before we get into the surprise at the end, I want to just drop some of the biggest nuggets of wisdom of about transition, about what I've learned in the last five years, what I've learned in the last eight years. And um, this is super fun for me because you guys all know, like, yes, this is about pageants and why you're here, but also it's about life. It's about equipping you for the success that you want to have as a human being and as a person on this earth who feels called to something, who, who feels called to change the world in some capacity. And I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women make $100,000 in their careers um, annually and also to create 100 millionaires. And that's just kind of a benchmark for me. You guys all have different desires of your heart. And um, with that, I also want to help women have extremely healthy marriages for you guys to know how to set boundaries, how to find the right people, how to stand up for yourself, um, and to believe for every single thing that God has put on your heart like you, you know, like, like it's actually going to happen and to not at all question the purpose, call or destiny on your life, because if God's put it in your heart, then you're supposed to have it period. Um, and you know what, a a note on that, by the way, pageants are a tricky thing because they're so subjective and one person wins. Right. So for some of y'all, when I just said that you're like, well, then why didn't I win my pageant? Well, there's a million things that go into that. First of all. So 80% of the time, I would say people don't actually do the work that is required to win the pageant that they have aspired to. 
I got to raise my own hand. Between Miss Nebraska USA and Miss USA, I coasted. Like, I gained 10 pounds. I did not present the physical package that I wanted to. It was the middle of the pandemic. I All the gyms were closed. My mental health was not where I wanted it to be. It was during the 2020 election, right? And those are all excuses slash reasons. But point blank is my interview skills were there. My hair and makeup, you know, was there. My outfits were 60% of the way there, I would say. But I know very well the areas that I fell short where even though I was like, I could win Miss USA. I would do a great job. In my heart of hearts, I was like, you know, my my level of commitment wasn't there enough to produce the actions that were required of a national level. So I think we have to get honest with ourselves about that. And I've talked about that in a million other podcasts. So go find a title that, that relates to that if you want to hear more about that. And then the 20% is the, hey, I did do everything. And you probably landed in the top five. You probably landed in the top 10 or top five. And it just wasn't your year or you know, they, they wanted somebody who didn't look like you or whatever. And ultimately pageants are a weird thing where you just can't control that. Now, what I want to encourage you guys with is that the rest of the world doesn't work that way. Okay. So in business, in relationships, in friendships, like you have so much more control than what you guys have been used to in pageants. It's a lot more fun. (laughs) Just being completely honest, right? There are rules of the game. There are rules to making money. There are rules to building your confidence. There are rules to attracting the right kind of mate. There are rules to building your faith. There are things and principles, laws that you can do every single day that build skill sets, that build mindsets, that build leadership, that build income in ways that pageants will never be able to. Because at the end of the day, there are things that could just be stacked against you or it's rigged or whatever, right? Well, guess what? The world doesn't work like that. The things that make you unique will uniquely attract the perfect partner to you, will uniquely attract clients to you that you could work with that maybe would never work with me. And that is a huge blessing. That is an asset. That is something working in your favor of how God specifically designed you for your purpose, call, and destiny on your life. You can reach people I could never reach. There might be some crossover and great, maybe they'll buy both of our offers or whatever, right? And it doesn't even have to be entrepreneurship. You could be working a corporate job, but it's the people that join your life group or the people that you get coffee with once a month just because you want to build a meetup in your city or you want to have a Bible study or you want to build a Facebook group just because you want to love on people, you know, and encourage them or that follow you on TikTok, right? However you want to build your influence, um, let's say that you become a mom, right? And there are people who will follow your mom talk or your momstagram and that would never follow me right? Or maybe there's some crossover, maybe not. And that is beautiful. So I want to encourage you guys, for some of you guys who might be feeling kind of sunken or in this time of transition where just a bunch of things feel like they're up in the air, I want you to count it all joy and I want you to get excited about this next season because so many more things will be in your control than you've ever experienced for pageants, okay? This is why I encourage everybody that I come in contact with to create an an income stream even outside of your job. Um, and to start thinking and learning how you can do that. There's a million different ways you can do that. There's network marketing, there's starting a business, there's investing, there's learning about stocks, there's learning about, you know, crypto, there's real estate, there's coaching. There's so many different things that you guys can do to provide financial wealth for your family, to increase your 
status in your community so that you can help more people. Um, you can get speaking engagements. There's so many different things that you can do, which is why. And, and honestly, so many of you guys as pageant women are entrepreneurs. You just don't even know it. And whether that ever becomes a full-time thing or just a side hustle, who does not love using their gifts to create more income for yourself? I, I don't know anybody who's just like, no, I'm good right? Even my best friend who is uh, a doctor, right? The second she gets out of med school, she'll be making two, 300 grand a year, right? She'll pay off her med school in a couple years, like less than five years, which is incredible. Well, guess what? Even she, she and I for the last, I mean, since she started med school, we've been talking about, okay, what's your podcast going to be about? She wants to write children's books. She wants to go and build curriculum for teens to understand their bodies because she's an OBGYN. She wants to change how we do um, education in schools when it comes to women understanding their bodies, things like that, right? And she's like, how quickly can I amp up my positioning online so that I can actually affect more people by being an entrepreneur than even I could as a doctor because that has to be one-on-one, right? And she wants to go one-to-many. So even people like that, you guys, I think a lot of you guys who are high achievers have incredible seeds of what you feel like God has called you to do on the inside of you, just waiting for somebody to show you how you could actually make that happen. And like I said, it could be like network marketing, just starting off where you don't have to like be a business owner, but you just have a side hustle that cool. If you make 500 bucks a month for a lot of you guys, that's like two thirds of your rent right here in Nebraska. It's like your whole rent, right? But what would even just $500 a month do for your life, for your peace, for your sense of accomplishment, right? A lot of you guys need something else to do when you're done with pageants or even when you're in between seasons of pageants or to fund your pageants. So one of my favorite things when people work with us at Sales Queen, my other company, is that we help them create multiple streams of income, whether that's a coaching business, whether that's their own business, or whether it's something totally different that they can just do on the side, okay? So that's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last five years is to create multiple streams of income because it will set you up for a a positive financial future. And in terms of contribution and feeling like you're having an impact on the world, it massively increases that. Because then maybe if you don't love your job right now, it still provides that ability to serve people and help people in some capacity, which is super cool and feels great, right? And it feels good to grow. It feels good to keep learning skill sets, um, which is what I love about any kind of business from affiliate marketing all the way up to having a full-fledged business, okay? The second thing that I've learned, I mentioned this a lot, a little bit last week, is that you always act out of your identity, okay? So whether when your identity is low, you will always act to the level of your identity or you could call it your standards. So how, and then I wanna relate this to relationships because I just am so passionate, like so passionate about marriage. Um, so I want to relate this really quickly. Like other than my parents, I never had females that were strong and bold like me to look up to ever, especially Christians. It wasn't until I met Real Talk Kim and had her on my podcast and we became sisters for life that I was like, oh, I'm not an alien. And so I lowered my level of my identity and I acted from that level, which manifested in an eating disorder, binge eating, picking terrible friendships who treated me horribly, going out on dates with people that I knew bored me to tears or I just wasn't interested in. Um, But also like when I was in college, 
I couldn't even look like the cute basketball players in the eye because I felt so crappy about my life. And here I was in the, the hardest music school in the country, killing it on the outside, living in Nashville, and yet food was controlling every bit of my life, my thought life. Um, it, it dictated terrible habits, but I was getting straight A's in school, right? But I was terribly lonely, um, and I, I attracted friendships based off of my own insecurities. I attracted more female friends that would eventually betray me. I didn't attract the people that could have been really, really great friendships that were able to detach themselves from the cares of other people and just just higher level friendships that I shied away from even making connections from in the first place, even though I was a very outgoing person because I didn't believe in myself and because how I saw myself in the mirror affected everything that I did, right? So first of all, you can never invest too much time or money into your mindset and your identity. When you figure out who you are, what you're here for, and what your purpose is supposed to be, who you're called to serve, whether that's in business or whether, you know, like your job or a business that you run or one of the streams of income I talked about earlier. When you figure that out and you realize that God made you exactly the way that he was supposed to make you with your interests and desires, however, like, odd they might be, you know, for for you artists out there who are kind of quirky and weird. Well, great. There's a bunch of other pack of weirdos that are waiting for you to lead them that would pay money that are two steps behind you that would love for you to tell, you know, maybe it's not even, again, a business, but you sharing your heart, you sharing your story, you sharing your breakthroughs, you sharing the things that you've learned on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I think when One thing, another thing that I've learned in addition to this over the last five, eight years is that when you go through hard things and you come out on the other side, you can't help but want to teach people. It's just something in you that has this compassion for people that are two, three, four, five, even one step behind you. And you're like, man, I don't want them to go through that pain like I did. I don't want them to take that long as I did. I don't want them to have to learn those lessons the hard way like I did. That really sucked. Those are some dark times. I Man, that, that was really, really terrible. I wouldn't want anybody to have to go through that. And talk about leadership. This leadership arises from taking this massive imperfect action, failing, figuring it out with no help, or maybe even a mentor's help, but it was still hard. And you thought you were doing the right thing or, you know, whatever. And then ultimately, you want to open the curtain and make it easier for people behind you. And that's such a beautiful act of love, you know? Just imagine if everybody did that, how amazing the world would be. So I could talk all day. One of the last things I want to talk about is relationships. And let me tell you, I will write a book on relationships one day. Um, Landon and I for sure are going to come out with like a marriage course. Give us like 10 years when we actually know stuff. But, you know, we've been married for a year now and it went by so quickly. Like, holy cow. And it's been the best year of my life. Can't imagine not being married. Highly recommend marriage. But, you know, I've, I've talked with a lot of my other girlfriends about, um, about marriage, some single, some married, and I've pastored and counseled a lot of people over the years. And I'll say this again, and I've said this to all my clients, you've heard me say this a million times, the only thing worse than being alone is wishing that you were. Don't let that be you. The only thing worse than being single, which you might think is the worst thing in the whole world right now, 
is being in a marriage, making that covenant, making that commitment, and then hating the person that you are now shackled in a house with. Can I tell you, Landon and I are not perfect. You know, we had a fight a couple days ago that was just the dumbest thing in the world. And you know how awesome it was it is to know that every single fight that we get through, we will get through? I have zero fears. I either know that I'm being stupid or if he's being stupid. We're always both being stupid, by the way. It's never just one person. But you know how amazing it is to have found somebody that makes me feel safe after all the trauma that I've been through? And that is alpha and sexy and masculine and loves to work out and make money and protect and provide and is even stronger of an eight than I am and just loves and adores me with kindness and Christ-like love and reads his Bible every day and just leads our family so well. First of all, men like that exist. They totally exist. Okay. So expand your mindset and how blessed it is to do life together every single day. But let me tell you, that's not everybody's story and it is worth the wait. It's worth the wait, my friends. It's worth the wait. I'm going to say it again and again and again and again, because so many of you guys who are one percenters, these incredible women who are changing the world, affecting your communities, you know, balling in business or at your job, you have high aspirations and you're sitting there wondering, man, is my list just ever going to happen? Now, here's what I will say. If your list is based off on values, it's probably not too long. If your list is, well, he has to be over six feet tall and he has to have a six pack and he has to have blue eyes and he has to come from this kind of family and live in this location and do this thing and work at this place and have it all figured out because you know you're so perfect, then chances are not gonna happen, okay? You could pass by somebody or, oh, well, I have to feel you know, 11 out of 10 physical attraction in the first three minutes, or just by looking at his picture. I'm like, by looking at someone's picture, you don't know them. Like, hate to break a baby girl. How would you feel if somebody judged you that way? Right? Love grows over time. Lust doesn't. The infatuation stage for most people is 18 months. I've heard, um, I was actually listening to a a really amazing dating podcast yesterday of somebody with a book called Married in 12 Months or Less. I'm going to have her on the Sales Queen podcast, actually, so stay tuned. And her whole thing is there are two kinds of really destructive relationships. Um, So actually, let me back up. So she said two things. If she sees somebody get married in three months or 12 months or less, let's say 12 months or less, it's either completely destructive where it's impulsive, it's lustful, it's not based on anything real, and it's two very toxic people who are just rushing into something. Or it's a kingdom marriage where they're like amazing and it's like the best deal they've ever seen, right? And it's because it's based on value and, you know, like Landon and I, you ask all the questions, you've worked on yourselves, you're not perfect, but you're like, yeah, this is in alignment, we feel peace about this, we feel God's hand on this, and let's go, right? Usually you have some kind of a common mission or vision about things. You definitely have solid values and you don't have to try to change each other because you're already in alignment. I don't have to try to change Landon, period. He's still growing, but A, the majority of the growing that I feel like I needed to see from him happened before we got engaged. That's a word. I did not need to see 
five other things that were still red flags that needed to turn into yellow flags or yellow flags that needed to turn into green flags. That was not after we got engaged. That was not after we got married. That was while we were dating. Dating is discovery. Okay. And then I was so solid in all those things. He was solid in those things for me. Then we got engaged. Then you can actually enjoy the process because you can build trust. And you know, like I was just talking to somebody the other day and they were like, man, I still don't know these things about my husband. We just don't talk about that. I'm like, are you kidding me? So you're locked in a house with someone every day that there are still things that you can't talk about. Are you nuts? Are you kidding me? That would be horrible. You would never voluntarily be around a person in a friendship that you'd had to walk on eggshells all the time. So why are you doing this for the largest commitment on earth of your entire life? That's the definition of insanity. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. But when you make the right decision, and again, I am not perfect. I'm a year into marriage. You can tell me I'm in the honeymoon phase, whatever. But let me tell you from counseling dozens of couples, like just friendships over time and back when I was a pastor and just the conversations I've had, you guys, so many people rushed into marriage and didn't have the necessary conversations. And now they fight like cats and dogs every single day. Or they find out three years later that they're not compatible with somebody because they didn't ask the questions and now they're stuck. Or now they have some tough decisions, right? So you are too valuable. You are too valuable. And usually high achieving women fit into one of two categories. One, you either need to raise your belief that God has somebody for you that's going to blow your mind. That's going to be an incredible companion. Your 100-100 partner somebody that breathes life into you every single day, encourages you in your calling, that allows you to be this beautiful feminine version of yourself that can nurture and support because a man, God gives man a vision first, right? And then that gives us something to nurture. When they call women the neck, I know I'm like preaching now, but I can't help it. I'm not going to apologize. This is my podcast. So P.S. What I would love is if this is like really ministering to you today, because the Holy Spirit has me saying this for a reason. If this is really ministering to you, I would love if you would personally message me like right now, stop everything, pause, personally message me and be like, Megan, this was for me because I would love to know anyways. But when the head of the household doesn't have a vision, that's where you get women start to nag, starting to nag. Okay. So if there's nothing, if there's no traction, if the train is not moving forward, then all we're doing is trying to push a train over that's not moving and that's super annoying. But when something is already in motion, then we get to guide it. Hey, baby, a little bit left, a little bit right, back up a little bit, slow down. Okay, speed up. It's time to go. You know, these different things. But when a man doesn't have a vision in the first place, that's where the, A, the order is off. And when order is off, everything gets helter-skelter and kind of crazy. It's just God's order. It's one of the most amazing things Lynn and I learned in premarital was that um, so many conflicts that happen in relationships or marriages is because things get out of order. So it's a really great check of like, hey, how's our time with the Lord been this week? Oh, it's both been crappy because we've been focusing on two launches coming out and then we started a third company this week. Oh, maybe that's why we're actually fighting, you know, or whatever, right? So we check the foundation or, hey, Landon's been feeling this way or person B has been feeling this way. Well, hey, how are our finances doing? Because he feels this responsibility of finances or he feels this responsibility of this, right? Or how's Megan doing? A, where is it in the time of the month? Or B, how's her family doing? How's whatever, right? You can have these conversations about checks and balances that naturally bring 
just peace and this beautiful communication and order. Um, but it starts with marrying the right person. It starts with having those conversations while you're dating and believing that that person exists. So number one, believing that that person exists and qualifying them once they are in front of you. And then the other side of things is you have a list that is 80 miles long. No one's good enough for you. You won't even entertain entertain a date from somebody because they don't look like Liam Hemsworth and they're six foot five when you're five foot two. And you have all these crazy stipulations that are really just judging people. When in reality, maybe you don't even have enough data to know exactly what you're looking for. Maybe you do. But for example, I never thought I was going to marry a blonde. And I was like, I don't like blondes. I don't want to marry somebody like that. I want to marry somebody totally different looking. But I knew the values and the character that were an absolute non-negotiable must for me. So when I met Landon, did I even think about the fact that he was blonde? Maybe for one second when I was, you know, because we met on Bumble, maybe when we were, when I was considering swiping left or right, I was like, hmm, don't usually go for blondes. But then I read his profile and it was like entrepreneur, man of God, like political beliefs. Here's what I, you know, podcast host, had pictures with his family, all these different things. And I, and I was luckily, thank God, smart enough to be like, wow, you'd be really dumb not to at least give this a conversation, right? So if you're somebody in the other boat that you're, thing is a mile long and you're really sitting in this place of judgment where you know somebody has really, really great matching values and they're at least attractive enough on your scale, right? Like, yes, you know, sexual attraction is very, very important. It is. If you're going to be with somebody the rest of your life, right, you want to have physical attraction to somebody. So I'm not like getting all Christianese on you guys where I'm like, it's only about the personality. Like, no, it's definitely all of it. Okay. But remember, like, Love can grow. If there's one thing that you are at least lenient on in the beginning, trust that people become more attractive when you see their character and their heart and their discipline. And and I promise you, when a man, if somebody walked up to you and they're like, hey, baby, I make 20K a month and uh, it's passive income and I only need to work 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week, I'll be home at five every day. And we're going to have a date night once a week and we're going to go to church together. And hey, here's my morning routine or hey, hey, babe, can you help me with a morning routine? I'd really like to get in the word more. Could you show me how to do that? But his character is there. He wants to provide and protect for your family. He's disciplined to do these different things. And he has a growth mindset like you. I promise you he'll be more attractive real quick, real quick once you just hear him open his mouth. Okay. And and then again, you can kind of assess from there. So I know we were kind of all over the place in this episode. Um, I wanted to end with, this is not goodbye. It's just see you later with the Powerhouse podcast, okay? We're going to take a summer break. But as promised in the beginning, um, you guys have heard me kind of tease the word sales queen. And if you've looked at my social media at all lately, you see that sales queen is everywhere. So I founded salesqueen.com at the beginning of this year. And we are a training and equipping center for female entrepreneurs, coaches and consultants, as well as females who want to build multiple revenue streams, okay? So if you feel like you are a growth-minded person who wants to step into their purpose, call, and destiny and make money while doing it, and you are maybe in that positioning of, I'm on a break from pageants and I want to focus a little bit more on my faith life, my professional career, and my relationships, 
then Sales Queen is the place for you. Now, we have a Sales Queen podcast that will continue to go throughout the summer, and I switch off every other week between personal episodes just like this that you're very used to with, again, a little bit different spin of focusing more on a lot of the things that we talked about today, faith, business, and relationships. And then I also interview seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs. So that is up to $100 million, by the way, hundreds of millions of dollars, which I just had on not too long ago. And uh, we interview their stories of exactly what's working in their businesses, the strategies that they're deploying to increase their sales, but also where they came from, their habits, their mindset, their family lives, their marriages, these different things that have created them into these super successful kings and queens that they are today. So if that interests you, please go to the show notes or you guys can go to at salesqueenpodcast on um, Instagram or you can go to salesqueen.com podbean.com, I believe it is, or maybe it's salesqueenpodcast.podbean. You'll have to check with my team. It'll be in the show notes, Um, but all that information is there. And that is how you can continue to learn from me over the summer. And then last but not least, make sure that you've also joined the Sales Queen Facebook group. It is a free group where I do trainings minimally twice a month. We do fun challenges and masterclasses, and there's a ton of ways that you can start very easily building extra revenue and extra income streams into your life. Um, And I promise you guys, all of you guys fit this category. You're high achievers. You always need something, you know, to be busy with and working on. So thank you so much for allowing me to share some of my biggest insights over the last five years. I hope you guys have an incredible summer. Please click over to sales queen click the stuff in the show notes and with that i'll see you when we get back last episode have an amazing week bye well thanks so much for listening to this episode this is coach megan and uh, i just wanted to say it is 2023 in terms of the next pageant season and we have so many new things going on at powerhouse we have a new brand we have new logos we have a new website we have new resources for you so make sure that you click the link below if you are not already part of the powerhouse club figure out how you can save three hundred dollars per month and seven hundred dollars overall by joining the best world-class pageant training in the world that you cannot get anywhere else intrigued click the link below and we can't wait to see you in that thanks for listening to this episode and we will see you next week